Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. We're out, and somebody brings over something to give us. Yeah, with this very guy. Nice. Yeah, this guy dropped off beef jerky. I try it. I can't stop eating it. You know, like with good salsa. Do you have this? Does it have this effect on you? With good salsa, like you just you get get to a point where you almost just want to drink it. <laughs> I can't stop. I can't stop. Just I can't stop. Chip, tongue, chip, 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 chip. Right in the bowl. Yes, and. Maybe there's like a spicy yeah. nature of it that, yeah. that no, is it's why good. that is. It's this good. has that. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Getting ready for the chili cook-off, by the way. Uh, just mm-hmm. paying close attention to that. The hot sauce element, I don't know. I feel like uh, it should be, could be a difference maker in a, comp- mm-hmm. in a chili competition. That perfect... Depth, the heat, but it's not off-putting. Just like, oh yeah, it just sort of lingers in your mouth. All your all your kitchen talk, I think, played a part in me going finally in on making sauce entirely from scratch last Saturday, which I did, and it turned yes. out fantastic. And I will now do that for the rest of my life. Oh baby, talking food with Aaron Schatz from. Football Outsiders joining us on the West Her Hotline. Aaron is with his team out in Arizona for the Super Bowl. Aaron, how many Super Bowls is this for you? This is my fourth Super Bowl. Uh, I was not at the last couple. The last one I was at was Miami when Kansas City beat San Francisco. And how is it different this week, if at all? It's definitely a little bit more low-key than things were before covid uh, radio Row is not a lot of radio stations. It's a lot of podcasters and digital media. And there aren't as many fans of the two teams walking around. I think that's because the fans are all in, like, Scottsdale, where the golf tournament is. <laughs> and they're hanging out and partying there. And downtown Phoenix is left to us in the media. That sounds right. That sounds right. I haven't been there too many times, but yes. Well, it's great to connect with you again. What is your? What would you say is the most interesting angle of this game. And I mean in terms of like the matchups, not the Kelsey brothers or, or Andy Reid coaching against the Eagles, but you know like Aaron Schatz, Football Outsiders kind of stuff here. What is a, a matchup or an angle to this game, this matchup that intrigues you the most? How much does each team want to blitz? I think that that really matters because we know that historically you do not blitz Patrick Mahomes, right? He has historically mm-hmm. has fantastic numbers if you blitz him. But this year he did not. And the Philadelphia defense is better when it blitzes than when it doesn't blitz. At the same time, the same is true on the other side. The Kansas City defense is better when it blitzes. And Jalen Hurts is worse if you blitz him. So how much does Kansas City want to blitz Hurts 
leaving their rookie cornerbacks out on an island, are they afraid of that, or does Spagnolo do his Spagnolo thing and blitz along? Makes sense. Hmm. What do you advise, Aaron? <laughs> I would not blitz Mahomes. I, you know, I know that this year, this year he was not great against the blitz. But if you look at four years of data, he's so good against the blitz. I just wouldn't do it. If I was Philly, I would just rush the four guys most of the time and pick blitzes for just very specific instances. But if I was Kansas City, yes, I would blitz Jalen Hurts. Absolutely. I like and how And Philly sounds. should be able to make that work, or at least you'd go into the game maybe liking their chances of making that work, right? Right. Their pass rush is so strong and so good and so deep, right? They rotate so many good guys through their pass rush that I, they should be able to get some pass rush, you know, some rush on, on the homes uh, rushing just four guys. But the thing is, even with the ankle injury in the AFC Championship game, Mahomes was uh, really good when he was outside the pocket, really good when he was under pressure. So uh, that doesn't seem to phase him at all. Anytime we talk, Aaron, and it's been many times, I always want to get some sort of historical reference from you. And with the Super Bowl, it's perfect, perfect opportunity to do that. Two one seeds here, two teams that high, are high ranking in, in, on both sides of the ball, Philadelphia especially so. How good a Super Bowl is this? I think this is really good as far as especially like not just that these were two of the best, clearly the best teams during this regular season. You know, two of the six. There were six teams that were better than anyone else. These are two of those teams. They're very evenly matched. Uh, you know, Super Bowl uh, 54 was a 1.5 point line and Super Bowl 49 was a pick em, but this is the closest Super Bowl other than those two for a long time. So this is, I mean, historically just a really great, really close matchup. And I have a hard time seeing a situation in which there's any kind of blowout in this game, in particular because Patrick Mahomes is so good, even when he's behind, that it's really hard to imagine Philly takes a big lead and then Kansas City can't catch up at all. You have so we have so few games when Kansas City has lost, you know, any kind of big. One of them is a Super Bowl, though, and I, I've thought about that game, the Tampa game, a lot this week. In how he was a little bit injured, you know, or more than a little bit, and the game yeah. turned into one where he just could not pull anything out of his hat, so to speak. Is that game in the range of possibilities here? I don't think so, because I think the Kansas City offensive line is in so much better shape now okay. than it was two years ago, especially their interior offensive line. Like, I absolutely think the edge rushers of the Philadelphia Eagles against the tackles of the Kansas City Chiefs is a, a big advantage for Philadelphia. But the interior offensive line for Kansas City with Creed Humphrey and Joe Tooney it is really strong. With Aaron Schatz out in Arizona, Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Philadelphia, I read, the first team since 2001 to make a Super Bowl finishing top three in offense and defense. That's by yards, not not points. Talk to us about sort of the, the superiority of the Eagles. I mean, the schedule is always part of the conversation or part of the point, but this, this is last year's Bills, I think, Aaron. What do you do with a week schedule? You hammer everybody. So right. is the jury out on their quality, like to be determined by this game? I mean, that's a, it's a statistically great season. There, there's a little bit of that because the fact is that they did not play hard teams this year, 
right? They played San Francisco when San Francisco had no quarterback. They played Dallas twice, once when they didn't have their quarterback and once when Dallas didn't have their quarterback. And they played Detroit, who was a top-10 team by our numbers, but that was way at the beginning of the season. So, you know, they clobbered teams like the Giants and Vikings, but our numbers say the Giants and Vikings weren't as good as their records anyway. So that, you know, was not – you know, what's important is that they clobbered them, right? Not that they beat Mm -hmm. them, but that they beat them, like, handily. So – I don't feel like Philadelphia is a you know any kind of a fraud team just because they played the easiest schedule in the league. And teams that had the easiest schedule in the league by our numbers are three and three in the Super Bowl. So sometimes they win like the '99 Rams, and sometimes they lose like the 2015 Panthers. But the, the Eagles are what 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 it makes them so strong is that they were really strong in every way. Uh, the only real weakness they had was run defense and they improved their run defense significantly over the course of the season by signing Linval Joseph and Adamakong Sue in the middle of the year. Their run defense was like 10th or 11th in the league by the time we got to the end of the year, you know, over like the second half of the year. So, you know, they're great passing team, really great, really great running team, great pass defense, not just the pass rush, but the cornerbacks. They're just a very, very well-rounded quality team. They, re- they remind me of 91 Washington. I've got to run this by you. You're the, you're the guy. So yesterday yeah. or the day before, Bulldog, like we're talking about 91 Washington. Steve Tasker's been a friend of ours for a long time. Steve would always say that's the best team he ever saw. And at first that I was taken aback by that because like the, you sort of the years go by and it's like the, it's San Francisco and Dallas, you know, like Washington was terrible two years later. Mark Rippon is not on the same level as other great quarterbacks, but that team that year, they were fourth and third <laughs> offensively and defensively, crushed everybody. Then ultimately, unfortunately for us, the Bills too. Uh, does that hold water? 91 Washington was definitely a better team. By our numbers, 91 Washington is the best team of all time. Okay. So they were they were a better run defense. They were better special teams. Call Steve um, Tasker, Mike. Yes, he knows. And they played. They yeah, I think he's faced them. He understands how good they were. He's right. They also played a harder schedule than this year's Eagles, but in the same way that that team was just tremendously well rounded and could do everything, this Eagles team definitely has that in common. That there's just a lot of good players at a lot of positions, and also by the way, depth which doesn't really matter in one game. But if this was like a seven-game series like basketball, uh, Philadelphia would clearly be favored because, like, they have better depth than the Chiefs do. Yeah, that's interesting. I've mentioned a couple times today how, Aaron, one way to look at the Chiefs this year is that it it could have been in the offseason, you know, the Tyreek Hill trade, the Electron Matthew go, Maybe it's sort of like not necessarily stepping back, but it's not like it's more long range planning year. They they even paid Mahomes whatever he was due up front this year right away rather than converting that into something they could stretch out over the life of his contract. And yet they still made it to this game. And then here are the Eagles on the other side that look like custom made for this appearance. Yeah, I mean, I don't think of the Eagles as a quote-unquote all-in team because they still have a young quarterback, and they didn't trade all their future draft picks in order to build this team, right? They signed some Mm -hmm. older free agents, but they still have draft picks. They have two first-round picks this year, right? So they're not like an all-in, all-in team. But Kansas City, yes, they took a step back 
The idea of the Hill tree trade was partially to take a step down in 2022 with the idea that you were taking a step up in future years. And you were you were sort of giving yourself more shots at the apple, yeah. but not necessarily as good this year. And yet at the same time, even not as good as they could have been, they made the Super Bowl. With Aaron Schatz. Aaron, so in retrospect, Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, you know, all year, the Bengals moved up as the season played out, and you had the three teams there that everybody was so focused on. Cincinnati beats Buffalo decisively, and then Kansas City and Cincinnati, kind of a coin flip game, uh, you know, by the score at least. What what will be your you know your takeaway from this year in terms of like specifically to the Bills how they compare with those teams? I mean, I still think the Bills are as good as Kansas City and Cincinnati. I know that Cincinnati beat them. It, it's one game. You can't take too much from one game. I mean, do the Bills want to study that game and make sure teams don't do that to them next year? Yeah. But overall, I still feel like the Bills were as good as the Bengals and the Chiefs this year. The Bills go into next year looking like they're going to be one of the top teams in the league again. So will the Chiefs. So will the Bengals. So, you know, obviously there are players that there are questions about, like Poyer and Edmonds and Roger Saffold is probably gone and Devin Singletary. And, you know, the Bengals have players that they have to worry about, too, and the Chiefs will have players that they have to worry about, too. And none of those teams are – none of those three teams are losing, like, a significant number of players – So they're all going to be in it again next year. I mean, there's a little bit of an element with the Bills that the most important thing is that they need to just stop stepping on rakes. Like they just, (laughs) they just have the interceptions that Allen threw near the end of the year. It just felt like they just made mistakes at just the wrong times. But that doesn't explain the Cincinnati game. The Cincinnati game was a pretty heavy beating. It wasn't like, oh, we lost by three points. So they do have to go back and figure out what happened in that game. But if you look at the overall resume from the whole season, they're going to be back in it next year. Like it. Look forward to talking to you about uh, how that shapes up as we go through the off season. I love the phrasing of stepping, stepping on, on rakes. That's really good. <laughs> I agree. Very good, Aaron. Yeah. So, um, what are you doing socially in, in Arizona? Is it fun? Is it living up to your wildest dreams? Uh, hanging out with the rest of the media. Hanging out with Mike Tannier, one of the writers for my site, who's here covering things. Also, he heads home tomorrow morning, so I'm going to play tourist on Saturday and go to an art museum, and then Sunday is the game. Very nice. Thanks for fitting us in. Thanks for reaching out to us and seeing uh, if we were interested. Of course we were. So uh, enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you later. Absolutely, guys. Talk to you later in the offseason. I hope people check all out. Uh, Football Outsiders, our big Super Bowl preview is up now, and all of our offseason content starts next week. Great. Thanks for mentioning that. Appreciate that. Aaron Schatz, Football Outsiders. And, yeah, like just an interest in the game or if you're betting the game, I can't go wrong with football outsiders and all that information. Somebody bet. See, I didn't ask Aaron about this, um, but I could guess his response at least. Somebody bet $2,500 that the halftime score Sunday would be 0-0. Must be nice to have that kind of money. I know. What? 2500 at plus 25000 so it would pay 625000 if neither team scores a point in the first half. The game I think about is the Bills-Broncos AFC Championship game, which I, which I think went to halftime 0-0. I think it did. It was something like that. I mean, it was a low-scoring game. Very low-scoring game, yeah. But just yeah. how shocking it was that day that the Bills at least could not score, right? 
I mean, it was cold, and maybe that had something to do with it. But imagine if this game indoors is zero zero at halftime. I don't know. I, I just, I mean, you know, if you got it, you know, whatever, knock yourself out. But I mean, you're, you're just. No way this game's going to be scoreless at halftime. Yeah. Would you bet 25 cents on that? Yes. I bet 25 sure. cents on anything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. M- m- maybe I'll even go see if I can find it and I'll bet a dollar on it. I mean, it's just whatever. I mean, a dollar to win 250. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. I like I like that kind of game. I All mean, right. I'll, I'll just assume it's going to lose, but, you know, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Hey, one uh, bit of housekeeping to do here. And we'll have Kevin Adams' press conference coming up starting in about 10 minutes. It has not aired yet, and Sabres are back at work, so we'll have that coming up for you. Was it yesterday or the day before, the conversation about the dry erase board and how you said, or you said that the morning guy said or something? Yeah, I heard heard through the morning show. I think Joe, Sneaky Joe, was the one who presented it as as uh you know like i've heard this and then they tried it and it worked that um, sounds like him yeah it sounds like because you'd have to be pretty sneaky to even think of this yeah and, I, and I, I got an email from or a twitter dm from a listener who said like he was a, was a professor and put a whole like like lecture notes on a dry erase board in permanent marker and the next day he came in and maintenance was there and said you have to retrace that entire thing with this not permanent market marker erasable marker it's the only way we're going to get it off and he said it took him longer than like planning the whole lesson took oh he had to be very meticulous in doing all that whatever but he did it and it worked so that's what it is that if you've used the wrong marker you can write over what you've written with the right one the dry erase mm-hmm. marker so i did that on this mike mccarthy bet we have that uh-huh by the way, one of 37 coaches to win a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Uh, and it is annoying. Like, it works, but it is annoying. Like, I'm, I I started, I just did the word Mike, the name Mike. Uh-huh. And, like, can I erase this now? And yes, but you see the spots where you were not exactly on the lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, well, this is kind of exciting. It was early in the break, so I went ahead and did McCarthy. Uh, and now I, re- I realized I was taking it much more seriously with McCarthy. Like, okay slow strokes <laughs> to try to get it perfect. Now I really wanted to nail it, like get it perfect so the whole word name McCarthy is erased. Uh, not didn't quite succeed, but mm. so it does work, apparently. You still have to erase it. It doesn't just disappear. R- right, sure, yeah. yeah. For some reason, that works. Yeah, interesting. And I'm, I mean, I'm 57 years old. I had never heard that. So how much are these boards? Because it seems ridiculous to to write over everything up there, and it looks terrible. <laughs> right. Can we get a new board is what you're suggesting? Yeah, I mean, shouldn't we get a new or yeah. even just a – the board is iconic. We could just, you know, keep track of these things yeah. another way, but the board is iconic. The board think, is like a, a, yeah. a member of our show. And what happens with, with that board – well, actually, the, the, the schedule board, too – does have this happen i think all of the stuff that is hard to erase right now 
wasn't written with permanent marker, but it's been up there so long yes. that you the, the, the erasable factor decreases over time. You just can't get it off. Um, so I guess all I'm saying is a new board, eventually the same thing is going to happen, even if we use nothing but erasable markers, because we've got, you got you know, you've got a bet up there, what, like, how, how, what's the oldest bet up there? Well, a couple of the really old ones have been erased. Okay. One with Greg, and then with, one with John Clayton. Right. Those have been erased. Okay. But what's the oldest one up there? Tannehill. When was that? Three years ago? Yeah, and that's going to have to be there for a while. Like, oh. he, he may lose his job, but he's not going to retire, I don't think. I want it to last until he's 50. And and what? Belichick winning two more playoff games. We'll see. He could quit at any time, but it's not imminent. And Brady playing in the new Bills stadium by 2026. <laughs> I don't know. Do we just erase that because he's retired? No. Or, you no. can't do that with Brady. He might come back. He might come back in 2026. He might, just for the Bills game. Yeah. Just to play against the Bills. He might do that. Just bring in a new stadium. Add a stadium to his list of stadiums. I mean, he played at uh, oh, I can't War Memorial Stadium. Best I could do right there. All right, again, Sabres GM Kevin Adams, his comments from today. Sabres back from their break uh, Saturday afternoon, home against Calgary. Then they go out west. It's the Cousins contract and more from Adams. That's next on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 